0: Welcome back to the BJJ Balance Podcast. My name's Kenny. I'm here with my
1: host, Coast Matt. We get this deer, bitches. <laughs> That's German. I think he fucked that up. Hold on. Nah, listen. We get this deer. We get this deer. We get this deer. Bitches. Jesus Christ. Uh, all right uh, all right we're off to a good start here <laughs> what's going on here not much i think last episode i said hey i had a cool street fight story so here's a street fight story okay for me back when i was untrained street fight story um i got in a fight with mental militia oh really when i was in like I, don't know, I was like 20
0: one i feel like that's not hard to do in this area <laughs> two for those of you who are unaware we live in like Bro dirt bike mecca. Yeah. And uh right. yeah. All of all of your favorite motocross riders live probably within like a 10 minute drive of our house. So
1: yeah, and they like jujitsu now. Oh, uh, do they? Motocross guys. They all seem to I know Deegan trained and all these guys. Oh, that's cool. But uh, anyways, so I get in a fight, I go to a party, um, we're sitting there, and uh a guy that we're hanging out with used to fight King of the Cage. Um He's, you know, not liked by some people, I guess, the metal militia. And like, you can't be here. He leaves. We show up. My cousin's been a little kick. My cousin, Nick, he's kicked down a couple, a couple of brews. So he's like, and he's very, my cousin, Nick, he's all about it. Like He'll throw hands. So you don't care. And uh, if you know me, I don't drink at all. Never have. Oh, really? Never have. Never had a drop. I thought you were just always drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine if I drank? Oh, my God. Uh, but no, I haven't, never have. So we show up and they're like, Hey, do you know, you know, said guy And my cousins? Like, yeah, that's my friend. And I'm like, Oh God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, you can't be here. He left cause he was hooking up with this chick that was part of the metal militia crew. And next thing you know, um, Nick, my cousins all, well, I got to make sure Henry's out of there. And Henry's another friend of his, I guess. I'm like, right. fuck, Henry, dude. Let's get the fuck out of here. He <laughs> like, all these fucking dudes in freaking famous stars and strap shirts want to fight us. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and next thing you know, big brawl, you know, I get my, I get my first knockout ever. A knockout of guy. I just, I literally just, guy was coming at me. The biggest guy I've ever seen in my life. Jacked. He was like the size of me now. And I was like, small. I'll send you a picture later. I was tiny. And I just remember him going like, yeah. And I was like, it felt like a, the episode of Troy, the movie. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, I didn't know what to do. I was just a basketball player. Guy comes at me and he classic fucking like puts his hand, just like a little gallop and puts his hands on his side. Oh, God. And I just closed my eyes and swung. And I must have clipped him just right. And that motherfucker felt like a ton of bricks. No and shit. And no one knew who I was before the punch after the punch, a big old mob, we're getting kicked, and I get up, and I have all, all the girls going, Matt, oh, my God, Matt. I'm like, who the fuck do you know who I am? <laughs> One punch made me. I jump in my freaking grandpa's blazer. We're mobbing down the freaking hill. They're chasing us, and they're flared out fender Ford Rangers and shit. Oh, yeah. They're all fucking on us. We end up getting to In-N-Out and Hemet. We meet up with the guy who originally, like, they didn't like. Right. And we're like, we just got jumped by a metal militia, guys. And he's like, we're going back. <laughs> and I'm like sober, leaking on my eyebrow. Like, we're going back for revenge. And I'm like, why? Why are we going back? I just Like, A, that guy's probably awake now. <laughs> I'm going to have to answer for that. That like, guy's awake now. And I'm not going to, like, I think I got lucky. I'm, I'm going to say that right now. Yeah, I think I got lucky. And so we're going back helicopter the ghetto birds up oh wow come to find out we end up not going back thank heavens i get home the next morning um the paper's like hey some guy di- some guys died in a party they Ouch. went off they went off a cliff in their little trucks no yeah dude people have to fucking t- <laughs> matt killed the guy no I didn't, <laughs> I didn't but like i guess like they chasing us down the hill the, one of them rolled himself and tragically hurt themselves that sucks I, I feel bad i mean but like we were just trying to get the fuck out of there. They're they're on us, dude. Damn. So yeah, it was a crazy story. It's my crazy fight story. Uh, I said I'd talk about that in the next episode. And there it is. Jesus. Um, <laughs> what else? What do <laughs> we got today? Uh,
0: the importance of goal setting. Um, so kind of like um, I talk about this. This is this is something that I've applied to jujitsu, but it's something that I've done way longer than I've been doing jujitsu. So. I'm a big uh proponent of of setting goals um but then not just setting them like i'll 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 think of the goal I'll write it down in some sort of form whether it be like in a journal or i don't know in a blog post or some shit like that right right but then I'll tell somebody about it um and the reason for that is now there's like a a low key accountability factor that yeah you,
1: you, they call you out on your shit right. if you don't get right. it
0: so either I'm going to uh, complete my goal and in that person's eyes, you know, they, they know that I follow through with the things that I do or I'm going to fail it and they might not say anything, but I'll know that they know. And if I do that a second time, now that person can just write me off as a failure and I can't have that happen. So it's right. like I have to do
1: it. You know? Do you think goal setting as a blue belt, like close because a lot of people are like I'm going to get my blue belt. That's their goal. And you think that since they get it, that's why a lot of them quit. You think they set their go You think people jujitsu are setting their goals too low because they feel like the other belts are so far out of reach? Entirely possible, and that's why the the quit rate is so high. It's entirely
0: possible. I think a lot of people there's a false confidence that people have with life in general. I think especially when it comes to fighting, I think way more people think they know how to fight than know how you to just fight. Just to
1: close your eyes and throw. Dude. Yeah, that's what I did. It worked.
0: I think once you actually kind of test your mettle and, um, realize that maybe you aren't as good of a fighter as you think you thought you were, that maybe, uh, some people's egos just aren't able to accept that. And, you know, there's people that are, that will, they'll be humbled. And then that's not enough. I got to go back. I've got to, I've got to beat that or they're humbled and they're, they break or they're, they're, not humbled they don't like the fact that they should be humbled and they just never come back because they don't want to experience that
1: um failure again right i think i think it's yeah i can see that i I think it's weird that people um set their their goals so low like for me i'm like set an unreachable goal yeah
0: getting a blue belt was never i would say a goal of mine getting a Black belt is a goal of mine. Getting a blue belt is just a uh, checkpoint.
1: On the way. Yeah, but it's, yeah.
0: Never, it's, never the, it's never been the goal. You know what I mean? It's not like, I want to get my blue belt. It's like, no, I want to get my black belt. And I'm, in, in lieu of that, I will get a blue belt on the way. I'll get a purple belt on the way.
1: I'm going to get a brown belt on the way. But yep. it, those are never ending points for me. When I started, I said I wanted to be a black belt. And there was no black belts around to even train me. Right. And so like I was learning under a blue belt, like I've said before, and people looked at me like I was crazy. Right. They're like, what? Like, come on, man. Right. Like, well,
0: you man. know what? I feel like in a lot of parts of the country, it's probably still like that. Yeah.
1: You're not Brazilian. like, what? Right. What? Right. And I ended up working out where now I was blessed to receive one under my professor. Right. Now, my goal, <laughs> I want a coral belt. And that might sound crazy right now. Yeah. And I might not get to it. I might not. That's just like a,
0: an age thing. Can I'd you, be can like you,
1: 68, 70 yeah. years old. Can you make it? You know, You know, I'm 40. Right. I need 30 more years of training. I want to get it. That's a goal. Yeah. To be cool to have it. Right? Am I going to get there? I don't know. Am I even going to live that long? I don't know. But like, why not
0: set your goal that high? I think my goal. My goal initially was a black belt. I think my goal now, and I've again, this is me making it a tangible thing because I've never said this to anybody.
1: I didn't even talk to my wife about now it. Now he's a cannibal. You, hey, you say this
0: right now? Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> hey,
1: you're, hey, you're,
0: I I would like to open a school someday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed that you remember which button it was. <laughs> I would like to. I would like to retire, like uh, from my job, eventually, and open a school someday. Um, so
1: podcast room in it?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Well, I mean, we'll have a full blown studio at that point. So,
1: if you know Kenyans in electronics, this school is going to be the tits, bro. Oh, you are going to walk in, you have entrance music as you step on the mats. Like it's going to be like wild times, dude. It's going to be like all black walls, human I, human bones. When and class
0: shit. starts, I will be in the back room. The lights will dim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Smoke will come out. Yeah, it's going to be. Entrance music. All of it, dude. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah. I'd like to open a school someday and I um, and, be, and be an instructor and, and coach people. and um, I'd like to produce a champion someday. That would be cool. That would be a rad
1: thing. That would be a rad thing. That would be a rad thing. And you can do it. Anybody can do it. Anybody can do anything they want, especially in jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu is upper belts are the most helpful guys you can get to where you want to be.
0: Usually, they're the most. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Hey, some
0: guys are douchebags. <laughs> what about the What about the black belts that have you know been going to jail for? Yeah. We get it. We get it. There's shitty people in everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, we get it. yeah. You know, black belts are usually helpful guys. Yeah, Matt's a cool guy, but sometimes leaves the toilet seat up. Yeah, I did before. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Like I, we all make mistakes, dude.
0: So yeah, that, uh, wife, if you're listening, someday I, I'd like to uh, in Texas open a jujitsu academy and um, and be an instructor there and um, produce a champion. That would be freaking awesome. Yeah, I think that's a that's a goal of mine. That's part. a good goal to have. Yeah. Then Why not? Why not set the goal high? I'm getting to the point where I, I'm starting to like think about you know retirement. I mean, it's, I'm a long way away from it still, but I, I'm thinking about retirement. I'm thinking about like I don't want to. I don't think I'm, I'm capable of retiring and like having idle hands. I'd probably go get another job if this wasn't, you know, a thought in my head, you know, opening a a school or whatnot. I'd probably go get some Consistent
1: training. Black belt's seven, eight years away. Yeah. You know? Like, you gotta think. It's, it's 50. 50 years old, you're in there. Right. Like, I've known Jay since he was a purple. Yeah. Like, maybe we are purple belts together. And so, like- we made it like he's got his own place. He's doing great.
0: If I, I like what I do and I make good money doing what I do, but eventually that's going to come to an end where I just, you know, like, it's a stressful job.
1: You know what's stressful for me in jujitsu teaching kids? Yeah. Because it's a different skill set. because I'm not saying I don't have the patience for kids. Cause I have two. I I'm not saying I don't have the patience to teach them. It's just like, how do you teach them? How do you teach somebody from the legit ground up i think I, like you have to teach like hip escape you can't just teach the hip escape you have to teach them like a game that like teaches them hip, hip escape. escape. yeah or yeah. you put your toe or like you know it's 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 um i've had family members be like oh yeah my my son's got the ups because his uncle's a black belt and he's gonna you know he's gonna right. be great and i'm like how do i start from this little guy like what do i teach him first like right you know what I mean? So, like, to me, it's intim- that's intimidating for me. Uh, yeah. So when I see you guys doing great jobs with kids, I'm like, damn. That's right. Impar- I, I teach an adult all day, especially the way of me. I'm like, smash them, crush them, fucking knee on the belly. Like, I'm like, you know, kind of a, dead. My classes. My classes are kind of vulgar. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, fucking smash their souls. Fuck them. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, say that to a five-year-old. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> you can, but you're not going to have him as a student for very long.
1: You got to talk to them like, okay, a lot of hands, a lot of big talks. Like, you're doing great. <laughs> like, oh, cuz, let me tie your belt. I can barely tie my own belt. That's a... F- and, hey, and there's a there's a hidden... here. You want to know a hidden secret that a lot of upper belts have fear of? Tying a lot of people belt. can tie your own belt. But, like, in promotions, having to tie another person's belt, there's a lot of black belts that have a fear about that. Like this, if... You're a black That's belt. a if you're a black belt or an upper belt and you have your own jiu jitsu school. If you had a little bit of a fear of like tying a kid's belt or tying someone else's belt in front of you, if there was like a little PTSD, if you had to like borrow your wife or your girlfriend and practice like 27 times before right. you went to the freaking promotions. I can uh, when when my kid's in class and she runs to
0: me, I'll turn her around and tie her belt like I'm tying it on myself, and that's the only <laughs> way you I can do it. You can't
1: do that to a grown ass man. No, <laughs> come here, Frank. Could you imagine? <laughs> that I get my black belt. Poncho turns me around, fucking <laughs> fucking go straight prom pose on me, and fucking ties it from the back. It's not gonna happen. It's stressed out. I would like, and I low key still stressed about that. Like if I'm at a promotion, I was like, hey, put his belt on. I'm like, right now, I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> Only reps have been done or on my wife. Yeah. Or like on your just other. I have not practiced on a human being. That's funny. I've seen some black belts drop to their knees into it. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. If I, have... <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can drop to my knees and tie your belt. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm fast enough to get up. I'll be down there for a minute. You know what I mean? So, like, that's a stress I don't know if I'm really to deal with. There's an angle of that that I don't yeah. want people to see. Yeah. Sure it's down there a long time. Yeah. What are you doing down there, dude? I don't know. Uh, so, what do we got today? We said setting goals. Yeah. So, I think it's important. Like I said, setting goals is very, very important for your training. Uh, you got to have a goal base. You can't just, like, I just go and whatever happens, happens. Right. Like, you're not going to make it. Like, I set little goals every week. Like we've talked about, like this week I'm doing this, this week I'm doing that. Right. Like, and those little goals get you to your main goal.
0: I think you could carry, I think you could walk into class without without goals and just learn and eventually end up, you know, with some success, right? Possibly. But if you set goals, you'll get there a lot faster. You'll get there a lot faster. And there's like a certain confidence booster. There was a, not not jujitsu, but if there was a point in time in my career where every year I would set like a financial, like, I want to be making this much money in my career by this, by next mm-hmm. year. I think everybody does that, right? Well, People that are successful do, you know what I mean? And it's like, but, and I always knock those goals out. And, and I would set them, you set your goals within re, a realistic expectation, but still something that you have to work for, you know? That I think there's a an art in that. Mm. And if you didn't hit your goal, why? You know what I mean? Like, what, where did I falter? Did I, did I make a mistake? Did it, was just, was it just not my time? You know, things like that. And you kind of reassess and you know set another goal for the next year, or whatever. But you but once you're if you are knocking those out consistently, it's a it's a
1: motivator. Like, I mean, New Year's yeah. New Year's resolutions that's goals. Yeah, for the year. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think everybody does this. Oh, somebody, I don't do New Year's resolutions. Well, why not? I think everybody has the goals. I'm gonna lose this. Wait, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. So that's um. That's my like they say. You're gonna be uh, there's that saying. You're gonna be somewhere in ten years.
0: Yeah, why not be a black belt? Uh, the role of coaches. Um, so they can have a lot of different roles. But um, you know, is it simply teaching technique and helping students develop their game? Um, is it helping students achieve their highest potential in the sport, or is it helping students? Uh, reach their highest potential in life as jujitsu mirrors life
1: i think first of all a great coach is not just somebody you you like respect as just a coach a great coach can be a friend off and on the mat Mm -hmm. like you know what i mean like doing the extra stuff if anybody and my we have like a 30 person group text. Nate made me download some new app. Now they can have like 50 people on there talking about like, we're all, it's like a group text thing. Gotcha. And it's like, I'm just one of the guys, right? Like there's no hierarchy there is on the mat, but there's no hierarchy in life. So just a, a good coach doesn't have to be like some mega figure overlooking like, Oh my gosh. Like, you know, Hicks and Gracie is my professor. Like that's cool. But, like, do you think Hicks and Gracie's, like, chopping it up with his blue belts? But, like, because I, I, I don't think he... I mean, I don't know, but I don't assume that he is. Mm-hmm. I assume that Hicks and Gracie is that aura of Hicks and Gracie. Yeah. And then he has his friends, and he's not really hanging out with his lower belts. But when you got a guy like Arbor professor like Poncho. Right. He's sushi after the whole school. Right. He's attainable. Text him. Um, like... There's two different ways you can go about it. Right. And to me, I feel like, you know, it does mean your life. Because if you're a good person off the mat, you're gonna be a good person on the mat. Right. And like I'm not saying Hicks and Grace is a bad person. He's probably a great person. I don't know. I would like to meet him. Right. <laughs> but like just from me, like he has like a almost like an old school, like professional athlete. Like yeah. LeBron James seems like a nice guy, but we're never gonna meet him. Right. Right. And jujitsu jitsu is one of the few sports where you can meet your heroes and chill with them. Yeah, yeah. If I, you're a Jocko Willink fan, yeah. you could see him at a jiu-jitsu tournament and talk to him. Absolutely. Like, how often can you say that in any other sport where you actually get to, like, meet the people you admire and roll with them? Yeah. I think it does mirror life. I think it does. If you're, if you're a good person, I think the best coaches are the ones who are just buddies and that are chilling. And, like... I will teach understand. you jujitsu if you're in my crew. If you're in my squad, I will teach you jujitsu, and I will also help you move on Saturday. Yeah, if you, you know what I mean, like because it's not it's, everybody's a black belt at something. Just because I'm good at jujitsu, and that's like my thing, doesn't mean that like so and so is a lawyer. He's a black belt at his shit. Right. He's a, he's a coach. He's
0: coaches this. I I think developing a friendship. um, with your students, you know, uh, and, and you can't, you can't do it feasibly with every single person, right. but the people that want to be right, you know, um, it, it's beneficial to the, to the student as well, because the coach now understands that person's personality, maybe the way that they communicate, the way that they learn, um, the things that, uh, mentally shut them down, you know, like sometimes you can do something that can, uh, that can, rub someone the wrong way to the point where they like they mentally shut off and anything you say to them after that point isn't going to seep through you know what i mean case in point like um, how you mentioned um, the 24-hour rule after a, a competition or after a you know a, a, mm-hmm. a game or something like that like hey we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about this until tomorrow right. kind of a thing right uh, i you know some people respond really well to coaching after the fact and are like eager to see like hey i knew i had some mistakes like Help me figure these out. Like, while it's still fresh in my mind. And some people are just like, they're bummed. I lost. I don't want to talk about it. I want to sulk. Give me a day. You mean that kind of a thing? And
1: that, to me, I think that's more of like a, um, for your, for like, you read the room, You depending on the guy, you're like, this guy needs a no Yeah. But like for kids, like, I think that's why I brought it up was for kids. Like for my kids, I'm not going to be that dad right. who's like, just on him. Why wouldn't you do this? What? First of all, I'm never going to be that dad.
0: But I think as a, as a coach, if you become friends with somebody, you'll, you'll have a you, b- before that time even arrives, you'll have a better understanding of how that person communicates and, and what's going to work best for them. So when that moment does come, like you already know how to deal with it. Right. So yeah, I, I can
1: see that. I can, I can see, like, just be a good person. If you're a good person, if you're a professor in jiu jitsu and you're a good person and you're good to your school, it's going gonna, it's gonna to show back in the results of your academy. Oh, yeah, tremendously. Like I've told the Poncho story. I've told like, he's just a genuinely great guy. And I'm sure there's
0: countless stories like that, that you just, you know, you, it's not like Poncho's asking for, you know, credit for the things that he does or anything like that. He just does them because he does them. That's just who he is. Yeah. 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 So it's like, um, I'm sure the story that you shared about your experience with Poncho, where it was kind of like an eye opener, like, wow, this guy's really a great guy. Right. I'm sure he's got, there's hundreds of lies he's touched like that. where yeah. People have stories like that. And, You'd never know. You know what I mean? We're going to have him
1: on this podcast soon. I can feel it. I'm down. So. But, uh, yeah. So good. And I'm going to say... In Portuguese, <laughs> <laughs> better, better practice that. Don't one. practice that. <laughs> uh, he's gonna look at me like <laughs> fucking get submitted on my couch. Oh time. Time. <laughs> uh, man, he's in fucking shape right now. Those guys are preparing for no geese. Yeah, uh, for worlds. Yeah, no geese worlds. These boys are in shape. Yeah, Poncho's like I'm two fifty five too. I was like, yeah, your fit two fifty five. Looks a little more firm than mine. Dude. Yeah, like I was like, I know Poncho's in good shape when he's taking pictures in white geese. Like, because as big guys, like, you don't post pictures on white keys because yeah. it just makes you look extra big. Yeah, he's
0: uh, he's looking pretty um, uh, stacked out there. I've seen a couple of videos of, uh, like, JB posted of him, the yeah. two of them going together and whatnot. And, and that's another thing, too, is that it, it, I respect that he's still competing. And and getting after it, you know, yeah, I mean? get, yeah. he ain't slouching in this. He's taking nope. this very seriously. So anybody nope. that's in his bracket coming
1: up here uh, next week, he'll be deep into the tournament. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good luck. Yep. Good luck. Um. What we got?
0: Competition mindset. Um. What and what do you do to prepare for the day, uh, or or on the day of
1: competition? First of all, I'm eating light. Yeah. Because I'm not trying to have to shit. <laughs> that's a fear of mine. It's always <laughs> in any sport I've ever played. I'm not trying to like, dude, I'm not trying to have like have bubble guts before I go. Yeah. Because something about putting on a gi doesn't matter where I could fucking take a shit at the house and then get to the gym, get to the gym, put my gi on because I'm not driving in my gi. I put my gi on. All of a sudden got shit again. And I don't know what that's a side note guy made a video. One, one of our
0: viewers made a video of him getting in his car, wearing a gi and stopped and took it off because he's like, I listened to the pod. We're changing the fucking world. We're changing the
1: game over here in the GG Balance podcast. Um, yeah, good job, dude. What a fucking change it up a little bit. Uh, but yeah, like first of all, making sure I'm eating light. I'm definitely staying really hydrated. I'm stre- I'm stretching out. I'm rolling out. I'm doing all that kind of stuff before I get there. Mm-hmm. And then my mindset is like. You you're going like I said I roll for the memories I roll for the I roll for um that's really helped me in my competition I'm not rolling for that day I'm rolling for what my grandkids think of me Yeah so like I'm rolling for the moments I'm not rolling for the W's I'm rolling for like someday like dude look at this photo of uh fucking grandpa fucking rolling yeah, This guy with that guy doing this. Like they're not going to know who won the fight. Right. And then I'm having this feeling like when I'm old, I'm like, yeah, it was me. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm rolling. So that right. I get that mindset out of the way. I'm trying to win. I want to win always. But like that really helped me with my nerves is like, just to like
0: change my mindset of why I'm doing it. I've said this before, uh, n- not on the pod. I think Mindset wise, going into a competition, I think people psych themselves out sometimes. Oh yeah, you're not gonna learn anything the day of the competition that you that's gonna matter. You know what I mean? As far as like before you go out there, there's no technique that you're gonna try to fucking learn that morning or anything like that. What you've are, you what when you show up to the competition, the work's done. It's already decided. All you got to do is perform. Exactly. Do what you know. Don't try new fancy shit. Do what you know works, avoid the areas that you know you struggle in, but be aware of them, you know, be be self con- conscious of the traps, you know, that you know you get you can get caught in and things like that. And um and go out there and, and enjoy it because yeah, it's play your uh, game. Yeah. Like Matt Matt mentioned this in the last episode, because um, there was a competition that just passed and and he was coaching it and whatnot. If you could bottle the feeling of competition uh, and experience that more than just in a comp. Like it, it's, there's, there's a, the, I don't want to say a vibe cause I fucking hate that. It's word, like you
1: almost right? feel alive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like a, it, there's a, there's a little bit of like, I'm going to fucking battle
1: the nerves in the bullpen. Yeah. You're not thinking about paying that bill. You're no. not thinking about like, it, it's just a, it's like you were literally just, I don't know, man. And it's, it's, it's an uncomfortable feeling, but it's also a great feeling. And I,
0: I, What's wild too is when you're when you're at a competition and you're watching, and you see, let's say, a, a world league or a big IBJJF, and you see twenty mats, right? And it looks massive, and then you get in the bullpen and you walk to your mat for your comp, it seems so small, yeah. And it's like all the only people that are there is the guy on the mat, the ref, you both your coaches. And that's really all you can kind of focus on. And even that's hard to focus on. You know what I mean? It's just like...
1: Are you going to be able to hear your coach? Maybe not.
0: Dude, yeah. yeah. (laughs) My first match, we were closer to his coach. And he had me on guard, but not like... It was kind of sloppy. So I picked him up and I turned him away from his coach to where my back is facing his coach so I could block his coach's voice. And then I started to scoot him towards the center of the mat to get him further away from his (laughs) coach. So it'd be harder for him to hear...
1: <laughs> yeah yesterday or no oh, breaking news Tupac got some one day uh yesterday at the <laughs> tournament uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yesterday at the tournament okay <laughs> I like that next yesterday at the <laughs> tournament we're sitting there with um uh it's an overtime and one of the guys is like I look over and I see the coach going like knee tap right away right away and I'm like hey be careful for the knee tap. <laughs> like there's all, there's no love in fucking no, battle. No, you know what I mean? Like, no. like, like, and so the yeah, sure, extra shit knee tap, sprawl, boom, damn W like, like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like my guys all that matter to me. So, like, right. so it's same thing. And like you said earlier, there's nothing you're going to learn the day of. So I, here's a little, uh, uh, strategy. If you have competing on, like on a Saturday, you should not be doing any more crazy rolling past Wednesday. Yeah, because there's nothing you're gonna learn on Thursday and Friday that's gonna drastically help your game on Saturday. Maybe just drill. Maybe you get come up. in, do the technique, yeah. watch the class. Fine, stay loose. Fine, but you not. Why are we gonna risk a popped rib right. or a tweaked back on a Thursday, Friday? When you're competing on Saturday and you've got your team in the gym, you know what I
0: mean? Like your, your, your group of boys that are just like,
1: grab one of them.
0: Be like, Hey, I'm competing Saturday. I really want to drill this, you know, this arm bar variation or, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to work on. I really want to drill, you know, passing guard and see if they'll just go in a corner with you during live rolls and just fucking if they'll be your dummy and you just drill that fucking thing over and over and over. You just get your reps in not hard, just you know, have them like, hey, put up a little bit. of, Don't give me your guard to pass. You know what I mean. But like, make me work for it. But don't, right. don't, don't try to sweep me or beat my right. ass either. Yeah. You know what I mean. Like, and just fucking just drill the basics. You know what I mean. Like, I I think there's not enough emphasis on drilling, right? Um,
1: in a lot of uh, schools. One of my boy Brandon's like, dude, I feel like you get so much better if you just drill. And I was like, but if uh, classes are an hour, if there was as a class Wednesdays, right, dr- seven and eight drilling only dude no one's gonna be no there. one's gonna be in that fucking class yeah. dude yeah. so you can't do that people come to roll so that's why you need to find yourself a buddy who wants to maybe drill through at open mat or wants to come over to your house like oh, it's just yeah. drill we're not gonna roll it's just drill right like that you need to have that extra person you need to have a wife that's willing to just get subbed by you a bunch so you can practice your shit
0: i was watching a, a mikey musumichi interview and he was talking about that how he'll literally drill for you know like a thousand times i fucking move over and over and over again until it's just like the the technique and the muscle memory is just there so it's just like when it's time to use it he has it yeah
1: he's yeah. like a switchblade he's got a lot of different knives you know what i mean so i, I yeah I, I feel like that's um drilling is important but like you gotta like no one would come to that class
0: no no i got you i got gotcha. you gotcha. yeah and that's what i'm saying like you know
1: get your boy Get okay?
0: You can't do it all the time because then he won't be your boy anymore. But you know, right. but, and then, and that the, the one thing that I will say that I'm kind of so we've got the Jiu Jitsu World League tournament next weekend. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not competing in or anything like that, but I know that my gym is, there's a lot of people competing, so I am going on into this next week with the goal of making sure that I'm giving them the work that they need. So anybody that that needs, if you're competing. Your blue belt or your white belt, and you want to get some roles in, you know, competition style roles. Like, I'm, I'm there for you. I'm, I'm here to help you work because I know that you need it. Right. You know, and I'm, I'm, I want to be the best teammate I can, so I'm gonna make sure that I show up this week for them. Right for what, my team.
1: What, what are your thoughts on um, using social media to scout
0: your opponents? I tried doing it. I tried to, when I got my bracket uh, for my last tournament. I, I, I could only find one guy. Uh, I felt, well, I found two of them, but one of them had a hidden profile and the other one, um, yeah,
1: it's guy beat. So, it,
0: well, I didn't learn anything from his page. I just like, Oh, he's from Carlson Gracie.
1: Um, I'll, I, there's a way sometimes like, no, I don't want to look at their shit. I just want to do my game because then we, what are we doing? We're doing what we talked about in the last episode. It was like, we're respecting. Yeah. You're going in. Because what if you see some crazy shit and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, don't psych yourself out. Because then you're not being yourself on the mat. But also
0: realize that nobody's posting their fucking shit on social media. This is their highlight role. You know what I mean? So, yeah, what you're looking at is the best of their... I do it all.
1: I do it also. fortunately enough that I, you know, have a little bit of a following. So, I just follow them back and then I can see everybody's shit. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> you, you oh. thought you thought was a meme account that's a front for matt's competition uh, uh, so like <laughs> i can like you know like oh yeah or like if i have a buddy's like oh yeah this guy but his stuff's blocked and i'll be like oh like he follows me i was like yeah and i'll freaking
0: <laughs> sorry guys he's said, like, why'd you unfollow me the day after the comp <laughs> <laughs> Oops.
1: Uh, but like no like i got so, what i needed <laughs> but like i you know so, so
0: basically, if you've got an opponent and then you notice that they follow Matt, hit Matt up. He's charging his premium fee. My premium
1: fee? We just got your premium uh, oh my content. God. I can get you clips of their, your opponent, <laughs> dude.
0: There it is. There it is. $4 a month.
1: He's an index of uh, competition. <laughs> uh, but like a lot of times, if you guys want to find their Instagrams and stuff or blocks, all in all, honestly, you're not going to be able to find a lot. And you're only going to see the highlights you said. But if you want to see the truth of them, a lot of times, Jiu Jitsu World Leagues, they have videos of people's matches on their stuff. Oh, that's right. Yep. They have, so you can see if they've lost, how they lost. Yeah. Sometimes you can learn a lot about how the guy lost. You'll learn a lot more than about his highlights of him hitting the one takedown yep. and his um, story. I
0: forgot, Jiu Jitsu World League does post all of your matches to your profile.
1: And so does like Grappling X has them too. Oh, that's dope. And then, uh, you know, Flow Grappling. If you have a flow grappling account, yeah. you can do that. Which you don't pay for flow grappling because they're going to charge you $120 up front for the year. Yeah. Pay for flow cheerleading. I have flow bowling. Flow bowling. Yeah. It's like the $32 down, and then you get everything else. Yeah. That's a little hack. Don't just get caught up in that $132 down.
0: Yeah. Yeah, No, they try to
1: scam you that way. Question time.
0: Ronzilla grappling. Ron kill the guy. <laughs> what do you think of gyms that promote based on time served versus skilled promotion?
1: I think we've talked about this before, but I think um, you know it depends on if you're a competition guy or if you're a just a guy who's in the class. Right. I do think all belts need to be the belts that they are. I, I don't think that you should be given <coughs> a guy a purple belt who's clearly not a purple belt. But but I mean, well, doesn't IBJJF also have like a minimum? Time two years, yeah,
0: requirement for a lot of the stuff, yeah. But
1: so these guys aren't competing, right? Right, if, if you got to be, you know, jujitsu is also a business, right? If the guy's paying his money, he's paying his monthly, he's been in for two years, he's come in the class, you know, maybe he is like a blue belt. Like I said, a belt can be given to somebody because the professor wants to motivate them to come back or to be more into class. Yeah. I've seen. Belts be given to guys because they're like, I felt like he was not motivated anymore. He was, you know, four stripe white or three stripe white. And he wasn't coming to class anymore. He was like sporadic once, twice a month. I give him a blue belt, new fire. He's going boom, right. boom, 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 boom. So sometimes you can get a belt and it doesn't mean that maybe you're not that belt. Maybe that belt's a little heavy. Maybe you're not technically that blue belt yet, but that blue belt, now you're training more. And it lit that new yeah. fire in your game.
0: Yeah, and I think you can't. I don't know. I don't know. I, with all my blue belt knowledge here, um, I uh, I feel like my my mindset is, you know, if I feel like you know, as a student, do I feel like I deserve whatever the next belt is? You know, can I? So my next belt would be purple. Can I beat any purples? You know. Yeah. And if I can't, well, then I'm definitely not purple belt level. Can I beat? Do I have to beat all the purples? Well, no, because there might be a world champion purple in there that I just can't beat. And he's beaten most of the There's people.
1: a purple belt that's close to brown belt.
0: Right. Right. So that's kind of my my litmus test. Is is if the majority of the belts in my gym, and I know that I come from a good lineage and I come from a good instructor, and he comes from a great instructor, and it's um, you know, it, it I I know my my professor doesn't just give belts. He he makes you earn it, but he also. I've had conversations with him before and he's mentioned that it, uh it's not just how you perform but it's it's how you um how you kind of balance your life mm-hmm. as well. Uh, you know, are you a family man? Do do you ignore your family all the time and just come to class all the time or are you finding time to train while still being a good dad, a good husband, you know, things like that. So he kind of
1: looks at the the whole picture just to see like how yeah, What are you representing him? Off the mat, also right, right. If you are like I am a purple belt, but I am getting bar fights every weekend, right? Yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? Like you are like, hey man, I can't. You can't be one of my brown right. belts. You know that was but one you of my can't biggest... be one of my black belts. If you are like getting in trouble Right. that was one of my biggest qualms
0: with um with MMA in general. Um, I came from like a Taekwondo background when I was young, and they it, it it's. Every Taekwondo school I've ever been in, they've always preached, you know, the tenets of Taekwondo, courtesy, integrity, perseverance, self-control, indomitable spirit. It's like, and I felt like people that just trained, like, just, you know, came in off the street, they've got a little street fighting background or whatever, they want to learn MMA, but they don't learn, like, a discipline, if that makes sense, and if you're just going to a gym to learn to fight... Maybe those lessons are subconsciously taught, but they're not talked about. If that right. makes sense. So there's that. I feel like a lot of that respect factor that like a lot of traditional martial artists have doesn't exist in like a, you know a, a just an MMA gym type thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. It's a little different. Yeah. It is a little different. Um, what else we got? At Wendy the barber, get got
0: or get yours before you get got. Who was that?
1: <laughs> Who is Who? that?
0: Marshawn Lynch.
1: That's what I thought you were talking about. Yep, I'm going to get mine, though. <laughs> uh, Dead on. I'm not a fan of Marshawn Lynch. I se. love Marshawn. And the reason being is because he came to the Raiders. And a little late. He just, and he's from man, Oakland. I know, but, like, he just fucking, I just thought, like, he's just, a, I don't know, man. He was, like, one game he was, like, hanging out with another guy, another team. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, what are we doing? Like, Let, Let's be real, bro. Oakland?
0: specifically the Oakland Raiders the second iteration of it is where players went to end their careers. Yeah, it's brutal, bro. Right? It's, it's you tough. we would and it was like as an Oakland fan, you you get excited cuz you're like, "Oh fuck, we're getting Jerry Rice." <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck, we're getting marsh. You're like, getting
1: Jerry Rice cakes, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you're not. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you're yeah. not. Like, yeah, the- He had one good year. We're getting like, yeah, you're getting old Lance. You're getting old Moss. Not really. Moss is dogged it, and then he went to New England and balled the fuck out. We're getting like, yeah, it's. We're, you're right. You're getting like old has-beens. Justin Tucker and uh, Tuck. All these guys, like, yeah,
0: that's the heartbreaking part of being a. Matt and I didn't know this until after we'd already met, but we we're both Raiders fans. So we yeah. have a. We're in fucking
1: shambles right now. As a yeah. Franchise. Yeah. yeah. I like Derek Carr. I was a Derek Carr fan. I've
0: got a car jersey hanging on the closet. I right have now. a car
1: jersey too. I was a Derek Carr fan because that's who you want as your quarterback in Vegas. You want a guy who's just going to take his wife home and fuck her missionary and not get in any trouble. And that's what we had. And now what we got, we're going to get guys and Aubrey's going to jail. Vegas is a horrible move. (laughs) (laughs) You can't keep people on the field, dude. Uh, But uh, yeah, Marshall Liz, You got to get yours. Uh, I'm not going to get got. Getting got is never an option. No. I'm all about getting. I'm all about giving. Yeah, but if you get got, then you got to get. Gotta get yours back. Yeah. All right. What else we got? Anything? At
0: Dustin J Kehoe asks, when is it honestly appropriate for white belts to use the word oaks? Here we go again.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, right away. Right <laughs> a fucking way, dude. You put a gi on, you're in, dude. Dude, the white belts uh, say more than anybody. Can somebody make a fucking like an oaks
0: like a like a like a reference card? <laughs> As when and how to properly
1: use os, uh, you get, probably sell get, a lot get of food those food at the cafeteria, os, uh, fucking bust a nut over your chick's butt cheeks, os, <laughs> that's your that's your fucking <laughs> O face word, os. oh, O's. <laughs> whatever, dude, os can be used, get a new Christmas update. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, did a meme Speak. just. This right here, Jocko Willink. You're gonna make me black and white. <laughs> Got a new Christmas gift. Oh, s- keep going. <laughs> didn't get, didn't get the the new belt you wanted. Oh, s- any <laughs> two more. Wife wanted a little action that night. Oh, s- <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Beating up belt for the first time, but. He said that he coached you during the role. Ose. There you go. There's a new thing. We're going <laughs> to. Done. <laughs> done. done. Uh Yeah. Use the word Ose. Whatever. Fuck, fuck it. Whatever, man. That's the new word. We're using it here. Ose Nation says use it whenever you want. Tag me. Use it and just tag me. Say, hey, I said Ose to my fucking grandpa yesterday and he looked at me like I was crazy. I don't care. Just use it. You on drugs, boy? (laughs) What the (laughs) hell? You still doing that pajama dancing? (laughs) PB
0: Savior asks, is a pyramid
1: made of roofs or of walls? You guys hurt my fucking brains with these questions sometimes. Uh, There's walls because there's sides, right?
0: I'm going to say roofs, and that's because I know that pyramids go underground. You know, See, to me, I've seen these things where, like, how far underground do pyramids go? Yeah. Like, super far? Is that, like... So the walls are under the ground, and the roofs are just poking out.
1: Do you believe that? I believe that. A hundred percent. You think it goes, like, miles deep, and that's, I don't like, know how deep. Do you think that's where the aliens come from? Do you think they come from the middle of the Earth rather than space? Okay, if you want me to go full-blown... Yeah, blown, we're going in it, We're dude.
0: going Eddie Bravo. <laughs> I'm tagging you in this. Eddie Bravo. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the, the uh, Anunnaki. Yeah, my wife sent me this video, um, breaking it all down the other day, because um, her and I like to.
1: You guys are deep into the alien stuff.
0: It, it's fun. I don't. I don't. I don't believe in aliens, but I want to.
1: You know. I My what Republican mean? side of my family is deep into the illegal alien stuff.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so the uh, the story goes: um, there's a planet that doesn't that orbits the sun as well. Uh, planet Nibiru, but it doesn't orbit in a circle. It orbits in an oval, and it comes around Earth every 4,000 years. That's how long it takes it to orbit, right? Yeah. And when it, and it, there are, the people that inhabit this planet look human-ish and um, they had like a slave class and their resources that they, they need the most is gold. <clears throat> and this is why you see a lot of gold in like um, uh, like Egyptian, um, ancient Egyptian mm. artifacts and stuff. So they came down to earth with their slave class to mine gold and the slave class rose up against them. So they basically killed the slave class and then they, made, they needed to make a new slave class. So they, the Anunnaki mated with uh, primates on earth and created humans to be the new slave class to mine gold for them. And then a, uh, a a great flood happened, just like the one in the Bible. Noah wiped out man, wiped out everything. Um, but they the Anunnaki placed few people that they could trust on boats with animals and whatnot. So apparently, there's more than one Noah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then those people repopulated the planet, but the, the flood would last like four days and whatnot. But the whole point is point forty days,
1: that, forty nights. Yeah, the, the Bible.
0: Uh, the um the Anunnaki. Are essentially what created humans, and we are of the Anunnaki and of primates. And they
1: come around every how many years? 4,000 years. And it's been 3,000, it's been over 4,000 years. Yeah. Why does it every time? I'm going to say video. every time there's a tragedy or something like that, it's like, and it's the the mega volcano could go any minute. It comes every 800 years, and it's already been 850. So it could go. So we're on borrowed Why time. Why can't it ever not be borrowed time? Yeah. Why yeah. can't it ever be like So
0: we got a minimum of fifteen hundred years to go and be like, cool, we got some time. We got some time. Yeah. I'm, I'm
1: fine. I can go to fucking Starbucks and get a fucking Aldi and fucking <laughs> buy a little dish. You know? But no, it's always like tomorrow could be the day. Yeah. You know, I hate that shit. The only one that never was like that was um the sun's got five thousand years left. You gotta be careful. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we're good. Fuck that. Yeah, Fuck my great, 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 great grandkids.
0: I saw something the other day when it was talking about how in a hundred years, like everything, like any memory you have right now or like whatever you're trying to establish like won't matter. Other people are going to live in your house. Yeah. I
1: saw that too. And that shit pissed me off. Yeah.
0: I'm like, fuck. Like that's really puts it into perspective. You know what I mean?
1: Like, like our, this house will outlive us. Yeah. Like that camera, this camera could be around and just chilling and we're just not here. Yeah. But it will be. Will be. And it'll be great quality because that's what the BJJ Balance Podcast brings you. You got any more? Is that it? No, that's it, man. So, all right, man. Well, I want to say to everybody, thanks again uh, for all the support. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us, the BJJ Balance Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at O S Nation. Uh, BJJ on Instagram. Follow Kenny the Freak Party on Instagram. Pandora, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube. We're working on Spotify we appreciate everybody. Um, got some guests coming up in the future. Some exciting stuff happening. Um, thank you, guys. And uh, you think what I'm thinking, partner? Aim for the bushes. Aim for the fucking bushes. Oh.